0: In today's episode, we have the honor of receiving a very special guest for an interview, teacher Paula, who shared with us some facts about her experience living in France. Paula, welcome to BalloonCast.
1: Thank you, teacher Fabi, it's my pleasure.
0: Oh, fantastic. Can we start our interview? Yes, of course. Okay. Paula, how did this process of moving to France start?
1: Uh, My process to move in France started in 2020, actually, when I saw some programs to study abroad and uh, for foreigner students. And then that's the way it happened.
0: Mm -hmm. And what's the purpose of your trip? Can you give us some more details?
1: I am studying in a public university here, and I am doing a program uh, that is designed for foreigner students, and at the beginning was a course to receive refugees, but then now it started to grow a lot, and then uh, they receive now a lot of people with different purpose uh, of studies. It's like a preparation for you to study more in France after.
0: Okay, so they have extended the program to all foreigners.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes.
0: Mm -hmm. Which
1: different kinds of purpose.
0: Okay, different kind of purposes, different kind of uh, uh, background experiences and also uh, background knowledge, Mm -hmm. academic Mm -hmm. knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, very interesting. And how long have you been in France?
1: I arrived here at the end of August, actually, so it's not that much, three months. Yeah, three months, almost four
0: mm mm-hmm. and yeah, that's it, okay. and can you tell us a bit about the city you're living in? Yes, the city is uh
1: toulouse it's near to Spain, so there's a lot of uh, Spain culture here also it's not so uh you know the cliche the French cliche that they, that we saw that we see usually is not like this, and uh it's a very nice city. With a lot of things to do, with uh, good uh, public transport, uh, with a lot of cycle lanes, and with a lot of programs for students. For example, for me, I have uh, I paid one hundred euro, and then I can use my, car to, my card to to use the bus, the the metro, the train, and everything for free as much as I I need to use. So. It's a very uh, well-organized city, also. We have a lot of things to do, cultural programs, a lot of parks. So it's been really amazing, a really nice city. And not so busy as Paris, for example.
0: Okay, all right. And how about the weather?
1: The weather is pretty good. And I'm not missing the gaúcho weather because it's pretty (laughs) similar. So the the summer is very hot.
0: Hot and muddy, I assume.
1: Yeah, and uh, the winter is... I am feeling that like I am in Rio Grande do Sul because it's very sunny and uh, sometimes windy. But yeah, it doesn't snow and for me it's something good. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's very similar with uh, the Ush weather, I can say this.
0: Okay. So considering a winter in the North Hemisphere, we can say that winters are mild and summers are hot. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay. All right. Uh, Paula, now, how about the language learning French? How challenging is it? Do you think it's easier or harder than English? How would you compare both languages?
1: uh for me it's being very challenging because of the pronunciation mainly because of the pronunciation and uh, that a lot of things that we don't say neither in portuguese or in english so for me it's i'm struggling a little bit with this with the pronunciation uh, basically and uh, i think because we have more contact with english we have more for example on netflix you have a lot of options we have uh, we are in contact with uh we are in contact uh with uh american or british- uh culture for example I think it's easier if you if you want to learn english because of the all the background and all the options that you have uh, that you don't have too much uh in french for example but We have an advantage because both languages, they are from the same root, they come from Latin and Roman. And uh, this is pretty easy, for example, the grammar, Mm -hmm. it's something... For example, my Chinese uh, uh, colleagues, my Russian uh, colleagues, they struggle a lot with the grammar. And I can see, for example, my Spanish colleagues and and me, we don't struggle a lot. So Mm -hmm. this is an advantage. And it's pretty difficult to compare both languages in my opinion, because they are very different. And the the only thing that I think is more is more similar maybe some part of the vocabulary.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But mm, not everything. For example, we have more things in Portuguese that are similar to French than uh, with English.
0: Mm-hmm. And in a way, we can say that English, maybe English has borrowed more words from, you know, from French than vice versa. For example, fiancé, and yes. you know, other words yeah. like this, that have a kind of Latin mm-hmm. origin. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Interesting, Paula. And considering your programs of study at university, what are the highlights of your program? Uh,
1: there are a lot of good things about my program. Uh, for me the first one is uh, is opportunity to study abroad for free. This is something my my course it's uh, it's a public course, and the other thing that I am really enjoying is the um, the cultural knowledge that I am acquiring here, and also the opportunity to live and to study
0: with different people from all around the world. Mm-hmm. This
1: being such an amazing experience.
0: Mm-hmm. Very rich, I assume. Studying and uh, having a kind of daily contact with people from different yep. nationalities, different again, different backgrounds, mm-hmm. different experiences. Yes. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. And also, uh, another good thing about uh, my program is the opportunity to keep studying here in France. And, for example, if you have a basic level of French... They are going to teach you until you are ready to study, like uh, to do a master's or to to do a graduation course. So they prepare you to study in the French educational system.
0: Mm-hmm. So you have to be fully proficient. In other words, you have to be fully proficient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they will prepare you for that. Oh, excellent. Um, yes, yes. Now, you've you've already spoken a little about culture well, and culture and cultural facts especially considering the city you're living and but we know that there are some clichés about french people how they behave how they treat tourists etc and how has mm-hmm. your experience been so far
1: this is something pretty interesting because i arrived at here with an idea in mind that they are rude that they don't like to speak in english and My experience so far, it's been really nice. And for me, at least for me, my personal experience, they are very kind, they are very patient. And uh, for example, this happened uh, uh, to me uh, twice uh, when I was uh, in a store buying clothes. And then the girl asked me if I wanted a bag because here you don't... You don't get a bag for free, like a plastic bag or paper bag. You need to bring your own bag or you need to pay for, for to buy a bag. And uh, she was asking me this and I didn't understand. And she saw on my face that I I I hadn't understand, and then she changed it to English, you know, and she started to speak it with me in English. And I thought this very kind and you know, uh she was trying to to talk with me and I don't feel that they are rude, at least not with me, and of course I always try to speak in French, but for example when I arrived in the airport, the the policeman saw that I was uh, Brazilian and then he already started to speak with me in English. So yeah, my experience has been really great.
0: Uh huh. Which proves that you know those kind of generalizations can be very dangerous yeah, because when you visit a country or when you stay, you live, uh, you know, in a country with, uh, um, especially uh, uh, bigger countries, uh, different regions, uh, sometimes different accents, different uh, types of immigration. So it's it's. Um, I think it's dangerous to generalize and think that everybody uh, will behave in a certain way. And 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 as we can see, that's not how the cookie crumbles, right?
1: Yes, exactly, exactly, and even in Paris, that is like a a very busy city. I was treated pretty well. They they were very kind. The staffs from the hotel and uh, from other other part other uh, services. So yeah, I, I don't. I think we shouldn't uh, uh, generalize because. For me, at least, it's been really nice. They are very kind, Uh especially the old people. The old people, they are amazing, Mm -hmm. honestly, Mm -hmm. very nice.
0: Fantastic. Actually, this is great news. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Now, Paula, final question to wrap up this delightful moment here with you. What do you enjoy like the most about the place, about the city you are living, about the country? And what do you miss the most about your hometown in Brazil?
1: I am enjoying a lot the, the city uh, as a whole. The opportunity to study abroad and with different nationalities and talking specifically about the city, uh, it's everything well organized. For example, if I miss a train now, I'll have uh, the next train in two minutes. And uh, everything works uh, well here. You have a lot of cycle lanes, uh, you have a lot of parks, you have a lot of cultural programs to do. And if you are a student, for example, example, you can go to museums uh, for free. You can even go to concerts or cinema. So this is very nice about the city and also the people and like a, the experience is being very nice because at least in my city and where the place where I live everybody's very kind. And of course what I miss the most in Brazil is my family, my dog
0: Aww. and
1: uh, <laughs>
0: Yes, I miss him so much. Crying every day, every night before going to bed. Where is my baby? Baby, yeah, Yeah. my dog. (laughs) Yes,
1: because I can't speak with my dog. I can't speak speak with my parents all the time, but not with my dog, right? So this is kind of hard to manage. And I miss the fresh fruits in Brazil. The fresh food, this is something... Here, if you want to buy a fresh fruit, you're going to pay way more than like a a normal fruit. So, yeah, I miss these things, my family, my friends, and... um, and especially some kind of food, such as black beans, you know.
0: <laughs> yes, when I lived yeah, so... abroad, I had dreams <laughs> about black beans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our good yes. and old rice and beans.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. They don't have like a rice and beans, you know, foods.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just
1: like always baguette, baguette, baguette. And, you know, so it's kind of different for us. And, yeah, it's it's a, it's a good opportunity, but... On the other hand, I miss my family, I miss a lot of things, but that's the way that life goes on.
0: Mm-hmm. So, on the other hand, Paula, it can be fattening, considering the kind of food like bread, yes.
1: starches. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Wine, cheese. Cheese, of course. Yes, butter.
0: Sure. Butter. Croissant. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Paula, excellent. So thanks for being here with us and mainly thanks for such nice insights. I'm pretty sure you inspire a lot of uh students um who have the opportunity to listen to this balloon cast episode. And merci, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Thank you the thank you for the opportunity. It's always a pleasure to be with you. And uh I hope you you all enjoy this uh, this podcast.
0: Oh, for sure, everybody will. Thanks, honey.
1: Thank you.